welcome to another episode on the property and lending podcast uh thank you Ferdi, for interrupting the <laughs> welcome introduction uh how are you Ferdi? how are you going i'm good how are you good good and mark thanks for making time to be on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> busiest man in sydney at the moment um so i had a request from uh a gentleman by the name of Matteo, I think he'll like the shout out, um, asking us to do an episode about equity and how equity works, how to, what, what does it mean, what is, how does the process work, how is it calculated, are there exceptions, to the rules, all that stuff. So um, that we decided, yeah, we will do an equity episode. So I guess just straight off the bat, um, uh, Mark, if you want to tell us uh, what's equity, what does equity mean? People throw out the word equity all the time, but what does it actually mean? So the the value between your property value today versus any loans you have against the property is equity that you can potentially access up to a certain limit, depending on a few things. But yeah, equity is the difference between the value of the property and the the loan limit. Okay, so how do you how do we get equity? How does someone access their equity? So, I mean, there's two ways and it depends um, what you're planning on doing with it. Um, so, for example, if you're trying to pull out equity for um, to renovate um, your property or to invest in shares or to go on a holiday, buy a car, whatever it is, if it's something like that, um, then essentially when you pull out equity, it's, uh, the, the banks refer to it as either a top up or a cash out. Um, and essentially, you can go up to 80% of the property value minus your loan limit, uh, whatever that difference is. Um, and you can pull that out. Now, there are some lenders that are starting to allow you to pull out up to 85%, um, regardless of um, your profession. Um, and then even more than that, if you're like in the, if you fall in the medical sector package, so doctors, dentists, vets, uh, physios, chiros, there's a whole bunch of them and they added a few like sonographers was, uh, and podiatrists are a popular one. They just um, recently added as well. You can pull out up to 90% with select banks. They have to have those um, professions listed for you to do that. Um, and accountants and lawyers also get it as well. So if you do, um, fall into um, a certain uh, profession you, call, you can possibly pull out up to 90% um, without getting charged LMI um, and you would receive that as cash. So they drop that into uh, um, your transaction account for that bank. So whatever, if you're doing it with Bank X, you'll have a transaction account with Bank X that automatically pays off your loan very likely and they just chuck the cash there and you're able to do with it whatever you want without asking, without them asking questions and with you providing um, anything really. They really just ask why you're trying to pull out the equity. So they do ask for a reason at the time of the, the application, but that's it. After the, you get the cash, you do whatever you like. Um, so that's, that's the first way. Um, in terms of the second way, if you're and most popular, um, the most popular thing that we see is people pulling out equity to purchase another property. Um, if you're doing that, there's two ways to do it. And there's one way that me and I believe Ferdy both prefer, um, which is the same way, doing the cash out. So getting the cash, putting it into an account, and then using that as your deposit for the next one. Uh, now, a lot of people will say, well, how about um, I don't want to pull out the money and start paying for it until I actually end up using it um, to purchase the second property. And it's a very easy solution. You're just gonna pull out the equity in an interest-only variable loan product, which has an offset account, a 100% offset account. And you'll just leave the 50 grand or whatever you pulled out in the offset account 
which means you're not getting charged principal because it's an interest-only account. And you're not going to get charged interest because you owe 50 grand, but there's 50 grand in the offset account. So there's no interest charged so long as the money stays in the offset and there's no money um, charged for the principal as well. So that's how you would purchase your property with equity unless you wanted to cross the two properties, but that's something we never like to do um, because you're kind of trapped. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, explanation. One thing, uh, Fed, if you want to clarify, um, some people ask me this as well, and I think some people are not 100% sure around this. When you do get a cash out, it's not free money, right? <laughs> it, that, that, that gets added to your existing loan or it becomes a new loan or you are paying for that. They're not just giving you free money, correct? Yeah, no, correct. And it's funny that you say that, but a shout out to Mateo. Not, we officially have a listener, so a confirmed listener, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> Um, but no, you're right. Cause I've, um, just being in the industry, like we've, we've come across clients where they've been told by their bank, you know, they've got access to 300 grand and people will be like, oh, so that's 300 grand that the bank's giving me so I can use. I'm like, yeah, they're giving it to you, but you kind of owe it back to them at the same time. So for example, yeah. let's just say for argument's sake, you've got a house that's worth 500,000, 80% is 400 grand, like just the, the norm, 80% instead of the other provisions up to 90, like Mark discussed previously. And you owe 200 grand. So you ideally can go up to cash out 200 grand of equity out of your property that now becomes a loan, like Mark was saying. And it depends on what you're using it for. If you're using it for home, you know, non-structural renovations around the house, you're going to be using it straight away. You'll be paying principal and interest on that from day one. You also have the option of putting on interest only, but in some scenarios when you're to your own occupant, you're looking to make those P&I um, repayments. Um, but no, it's not free money. It's not money the bank's going to yep. give you or the, like, it's, it's money that you have access to, correct? Because it's money that you've earned or your property has gone up in the market or you've paid your loan down. But any money that you have access to is money that you owe back to the bank, basically. Yeah. 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 So very important to clarify that. Yeah. People think yeah. it's easy money. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry much. Nah. I had a customer who goes, no, I've got 300 grand to put a deposit. I'm like, no worries. Where's this from? He goes, oh, the bank's giving it to me because I've got equity in my property. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> I had to explain. But yeah, that now is an outstanding debt. Yeah. Sorry, Mark, the interesting part. Sorry. The interest, <laughs> no, sorry. The interesting part with that as well. So keep in mind when Mark discussed purchasing a property with the equity being pulled out. For example, let's say I have an unoccupied property and I'm cashing out of my unoccupied property. With 99% of the lenders, there's only maybe two or three lenders that are allowed to put under unoccupied rates. That loan, even though it's on my owner-occupied property, is being given to me at an investment rate because I'm cashing it out for investment purposes. So customers need to keep in mind, if it's for non-structural innovations around the house, that's fine. They'll be P&I, owner-occupied rates. But if you're taking cash out for investment, whether you're purchasing a property, investing in shares, managed funds, whatever it may be, that you're actually getting charged at investment rates. There's two or three lenders within their policy. If, as long as you fit between their policy, you can actually get unoccupied rates on your unoccupied property for investment purposes as well. But 99% of the lenders, just to keep in mind, when you're cashing out that equity, you're getting charged at investment rates, even if it's on your unoccupied property. Yeah. Mark? Um, yeah, I was just going to add two things. So, I mean, whenever this comes up, um, and we're simultaneously pulling out equity of someone's existing property while also putting through a pre-approval or a purchase through for them. You have to understand, like Fairy saying, you do owe that money that you're taking from the bank 
you have to pay that back to them. So that increases your loan balance, which means ultimately for the pre-approval or the purchase, it's going to lower your borrowing capacity because you're increasing your initial loan by the amount that you're pulling out. So very important to understand that. Um, And there was one other thing, but um, yeah, I forgot. So when it comes up, I'll say it again. So pretty much, Mark, it affects their servicing. You cashing out money, taking that equity is going to affect your servicing because that's now money that you're owing as well. So they have to take that into account. Yeah. What you find with most customers is that they cash out the 20% plus steam duty to purchase the investment property at 80% to avoid all, or avoid all those LMI fees. So that's like another big thing that a lot of customers are not aware of is that you can actually cover the purchase amount where you're owing 80% on your investment property from day one and you're still at 80% on your own occupied property, which is a great position to be in as well. Yeah. And you yeah. can you can probably elaborate on that, KM, in regards to investment and rental income yeah. coming back yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, just before we get to that, I was going to ask, and you said you said it yourself, servicing. Uh, I was going to ask, what are the criteria around being able to pull out your equity? Is it not just, I, I was, I assume it's not just having the equity there, you still have to be able to pay it off because again, yep. it becomes a debt. So they go through a, a, the actual process when a customer comes to you and says, hey, I want to get pull out my equity or cash out. From your end, is it the same as putting a new loan? Like you're putting in the documents as per normal. You got to provide pay slips and, and all the rest. Yep. Yeah, so in most scenarios, like Mark touched on this as well. There's sometimes if it's not such a large amount, so if it's up to maybe the fifty, hundred k, and if your current lender, they can do an assessment over the phone with you. But and that's more of a top top up. So Mark discussed that previously. It's like more of a top up loan where you're taking cash out, cash out for investment purchases as well. Um, but if it's we're talking about you know anything over 100, 150, in my opinion, the banks are going to want a whole new application to be submitted for that portion. Yeah. When when Mark, you were saying um, they'll ask you why you want it uh, if it's renovation or not. Does your answer actually does your response make a difference? Does it matter if you said renovation or if I said you know holiday or d- does the bank actually care what your response is or do they just want to see you can service it? Uh, they do. Um, at the end of the day, the bank has still has a responsibility for the clients to make sure that they're also working in their best interest. So if you say I'm pulling out 200 grand for a car and it's at a 30 year loan term in the bank's eyes, that's you need to get a car loan. You're going to pay an enormous amount of interest over 30 years as opposed to just having the normal five, seven years, whatever it is for a consumer car. So if it's something like that, the bank will have more questions and they'll try to like, you can still do it. There's no reason why you can't do it. You can still do it, but you can maybe set the loan term for 10 years, for example, or seven years or whatever, while still getting the same interest rate, which is going to be lower from a car loan to whatever your, what the home loan rate is that day, for example. So your answer does matter. Um, but if it's like, if you're talking about like, if you're going to say renovation or investment in shares or something like that, um, it will raise more questions. If it's investment in shares, they might ask you for experience. They might ask you for your portfolio to see how you've gone. Um, because they're not trying to put, um, themselves at risk of not being able to recoup, um, that money if you use it for, um, investing and it goes wrong, for example. So it will raise more questions, but something like renovation is very, um, safe. Uh, because they don't ask, especially if it's like a hundred grand or something, they're not going to ask for invoices or whatever when you come to do the renovations from the trades and stuff. Um, and you'll be able to pull out and do whatever you like with it. So the reason does matter. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is, is there a minimum that you typically have to, like, is there a minimum amount that you have to be pulling out or as long as you can service it, they don't care? 
Yeah, as long as that service is on the calculator, they're fine. Um, to give you up to that eighty or ninety percent, the dollar value is the dollar uh, value isn't important. But once it goes over like one, it depends on the lender. But once it goes over a certain amount with each lender, a hundred or two hundred grand, that's when they might ask to see uh, more things. But even those like Fadi and I have seen those rules relaxed a bit in the last uh, few months with um, some of the big lenders, where they stopped sort of asking as many questions, even if you're pulling out more than two hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, the LVR, which you you kind of alluded to, the eighty or ninety percent, um, <laughs> you you cannot access equity unless your LVR is at a certain percentage. Is that correct? So ideally, like for example, if you're taking equity out and you go up to ninety percent LMI, the only reasonable you know, reason for the bank to allow you to do that is if you are purchasing another investment opportunity. Where it's allowing you to earn more money out of it. But if you're going up to 90% because you want to buy a new car and paying LMI on top of that, or take going up to 90% because you want to do a few renovations in the house, which is going to cost a little bit more than usual, then they kind of put up, because they don't want to charge you LMI again because it's not in their best interest as well. And it's not in your best interest to pay another fee as well. Um, but if it's if it's for future investment opportunity and you're willing to pay the LMI and it does make sense, they really don't have a problem with that. Ideally, when it comes down to the bank, they want to make sure that you can service it with flying colors obviously and you need to have a reasonable like a reason why you're taking that cash out yeah okay yeah. so if someone wants to calculate their available equity 80 percent of your property's current value subtract what you owe and that's essentially what available equity you have you still have to service it and meet the criteria of the bank and whatnot but that's how you would calculate it is that correct absolutely yeah yeah. I was just going to say, just with that, a lot of people, when they come to do it, are going to do the property value minus the loan balance, not the loan limit, which a lot of the time are different. If you've paid on your statement, it will say what the loan limit is, which is what you owe, including anything sitting in the redraw facility. So if you've made extra repayments of 20 grand over the life of your loan, for example, um, your loan limit is going to be 20 grand higher than your loan balance. So you need to use that higher figure, the loan limit, not the loan balance. Yeah, and obviously, when you, if you have an offset account, you do not include whatever's in the offset. You don't subtract that as well. No, 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 no. The loan limit is everything you owe, not what you're getting charged interest on. It's everything that yeah. you owe eventually. Yeah, you need to pay back. Yeah, cool. So, I mean, I, people sometimes will ask, well, you know, what's the point of equity? Like, why would I pull it out? Why does the bank want to give it to you? Um, I guess from from our perspective as, you know, building portfolios and investing, it's it's sometimes much quicker and easier to pull out cash, uh, pull out equity, than having to save up another deposit, and then obviously using that equity as a deposit for the next purchase. And you have two properties, for example, now both of them increasing in value, where you can then pull out equity again from one or two or both properties, and then continue to purchase and purchase without having to um, constantly build up your own deposits. Um, so that's what that's how we see and why we would, you know, continue to use equity. Obviously you have to continue to service and, and make sure that you can afford it. Um, and the banks won't give it to you if you can't, but from our, our perspective, that's the best, it's the best way to do it. You buy property, property goes up in value. You're, you're reducing your, your loan as well by paying off debt. You've got this equity without having to save up another hundred, two hundred thousand dollars You can use that, buy another property and whatever money you've got, you can put it into offset accounts or use for your own, personal needs and wants and whatnot. So um, from our perspective, equity is amazing. I think the banks, 
perspective, correct me if I'm wrong, is if you weren't going to do that, if you weren't going to put out equity, you're probably going to sell the property to get that, you know, profit and then buy something else. And for them, they'd rather have you have more loans with, with them, right? Because you I was just about to say the bank, the bank wants you in more debt. Correct. The bank wants, so they, they, the bank wants they want you for, for life, life, not 30 years. They want you for life. So That's right. Yeah. So the longer um, the loan the longer the loan is open for, the more interest they're eventually charging you. So it's the more profit that they receive from you. So that they, they're very happy to give you a cash out. They're never, there's never a time where they're just going to turn it down for no reason. They're very happy to always do that. So KM, you're technically the bank's best friend. So you're, you're <laughs> an agent for them. <laughs> uh, in terms of the process, if I wanted to cash out really quickly, um, how long does that take? I come to see you guys, obviously, at Power Loans and say, hey, I want to pull out equity. What What do you guys need from the client? How long does it take? What's the story there? It's pretty much like a normal application. And it, with the time, it all comes down to which lender we go through. Each lender have their SLA days, uh, pretty much how many days they take to pick up the loan. But it's just like a new application. So, again, ID, pay slips if they're self-employed, two years financial. If it's under two years, we've got other options for that for LODOC. But it's pretty much like a normal um, home loan application to put it through because we pretty much have to say your current liabilities are this, your current assets are this, and are you going to be able to service with the new liability coming on top? Yeah. So it's, it's actually, I was going to say, the only difference between this and like a refinance or a purchase is that there's no other party. It's yeah. literally just you and the bank. So as soon as the bank gives you that formal approval, loan document signed, they get the money. They don't. They don't need to wait for a formal settlement date and wait on someone else's schedule. So it it, it, yeah. it doesn't take like, for example, six weeks is is how long like, for example, a refinance may may take and the normal settlement period for a purchase. But it it will happen in less time, definitely, than that because there's no other party. Yeah. So if if I was coming to you and I wanted to pull out equity for my existing property, but the purpose was to be buying another property. Would you be doing two separate applications? Is it one application together? How does it work on your end for that? So you're doing the cash out as one application on yep. your current property, and you're doing a pre-approval for the investment opportunity. And is that happening concurrently? Concurrently. So we would submit the cash out first, and right after, a couple of seconds after, submit the pre-approval as well. And on the application, we'd link both applications. So we'd say on the first one, pre-approval going through with this reference number, and, this, and vice versa. And, and that's actually a good point. Is... Sorry? Yeah. No, go ahead. You actually brought up a good point. So if we are going to tell the banks that we're doing a cash out for future investment opportunity, you'll find most banks saying, okay, this is pre-approved, but we're not releasing the funds to you until you show us a pre-approval for the new purchase. Whether that pre-approval is through the same bank or for a different bank, they need to see that conditional to release the funds. Where I understand where you're coming from as a buyer's agent where you ask customers or customers who are like, I'll just cash out the equity for future investment opportunity and put it there sitting there. But if you were told that most of the banks saying that you are going to buy an investment opportunity, they'll hold on to that money until they see the new purchase. They won't release it. Yeah. But I mean, with the it depends obviously on the amount, but with the released rules around cashing out in the last few months, um, there are some banks that will still pay out the cash out, even if it's for investment purposes before. And I always tell people, and Fetty's like, I was, as in, even when I started and we were talking to Fetty, just general stuff, he was always saying he would never, and I would never tell a client to purchase, like sign a contract with another property, unless your funds that you need to complete the purchase are available. You don't want to risk the bank doing a reassessment 
um, and then not giving you the funds and then cooling off and subject to finance course finished and now you're sort of stuck and you're going to lose the property and your deposit and you have no right to bring it back. So yeah. if you're going to cash out, get the money, have it in your account sitting there, interest only variable account in the offset. You're not going to pay for it and you have peace of mind knowing that I can do whatever I want for this and this contract that I'm about to sign is not going to fall through because I do have the funds. Yeah, You can't do it early enough, essentially. It kind of makes your job harder as well where you're going to try and negotiate the purchase of a property, but then we'd have to go back, reassess the pre-approval for the cash out, and then start the process of the new purchase. Yeah. And if it's, so, it's, two, if it's two different banks, I think you already know from experience that, that that's that's a bit of a nightmare. So Yeah. So would the best way to go uh, to, to take care of that process, get your cash out, once that's cashed out, then apply for a pre-approval? Is that the best way yep. to do it to make sure all your ducks are in a line? And I'd be again still submitting both applications at the same time, cash out and the pre-approval at the same time. Yeah, it Fair just enough. you would never do a cash out and a purchase at the same time because then yep. you're stuck with the purchase. But pre-approval, they'll just have a condition on there that they yep. need a set of funds to complete the purchase before they um, give you formal approval, which is fine. Yeah. Okay. So in summary, call Power Loans and they'll sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> and cash out very and cash out early. With the power in their hands. Before you even like start looking, just cash out. Like you're not gonna get charged anything, and yeah. it's gonna work out definitely. Yeah, it's all in sure. the logo. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have anything else to add on it, on equity. Do you guys have anything else? No. I think we've pretty much well, covered most points here. Thank you, uh, Matteo. Oh, actually, there is one more thing. I always.